Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to watch The Bachelor. This is this is an old show and an old man meeting for the first time because I've never seen The Bachelor before. So uh, let's see. It says here I have to verify to watch. So I click on that and oh yeah, just Xfinity. Okay, good. And it looks like it's uh, popping up. Let me just push the. Here we go. Play. And, Welcome to Bachelor First Impression, the show where I force someone who has never watched The Bachelor to watch an episode of The Bachelor. They record their first impressions. Oh, now we cut. Okay, here we are. Oh, people kissing. Ah! And then we talk about it. Interestingly, they only call them girls and refer to themselves as girls, which I thought was... Today we have Dr. Daryl Gum. Hey, hi, Liz. Um, just a sec. I, I got to step out of this conference. Um, there's a fellow giving a presentation, and so so I just... Okay, well, what's the presentation? Oh, he's talking about echocardiography, which is ultrasound of the heart, and, and just presenting, talking about reverberations, you know, things like that. He's a cardiologist, a heart doctor, from Illinois. He's the father of four, and has been married for twice as long as The Bachelor has been on air. He lost his bachelor-watching virginity last week for the first episode of the new season. Oh, they just said it's going to be three hours? This is where I would normally turn it off for three hours. (laughs) Okay. Were you able to watch the episode of The Bachelor? I was, and I did it on my computer streaming. Okay, okay. So I was hoping that you could kind of just like walk us through the episode. Okay, yeah. So I can. Um, We meet this guy, kind of a hunk, who's a former football player. They're making a big deal about his... Um, let's say lack of sexual experience. Oh, he's a virgin bachelor? What in the world? Uh, there unfolds a, a series of 30 women. Okay, first limo pulling up. Let's see what we got here. Out steps a tiny blonde. I haven't dated a virgin since I was 12, she just said. Yeah, these girls are confident. Oh, lady with a sash. Miss North Carolina. Miss Un... What did it say? Oh, boy, here we go. Someone's coming with a sign. Unfortunately, I'm sick. Oh, no. She's giving him the dog? Oh, my. Are there two Hannahs? Wait, didn't we see her earlier? Gosh, one for you. Oh. That's a dad joke, isn't it? kind of like it, though. Oh, he threw the butterflies out. Oh, they're fake. Okay. The V card? What is that supposed to mean? It's a weak, it was a weak card trick. I will say that. So he meets each one individually, and um, all of a sudden he's, he's smooching with somebody. I'm thinking, whoa, where does that come from? And I didn't, you know, I didn't see that there was... Something building up there that would that would lead to more than you know. A, there's you know there's a, a there's a little kiss, a little peck kind of kiss. You know, the, oh, you've been fun to talk to here. You know, a chick kiss on the cheek or something. But this, you know, these are really like makeout smooches. And then there was these interruption. You know, I'm interrupting your time with him. Would you mind if I hey? Would you mind if I interrupted you two into Colton? There's the champagne. There's the first impression rose. Um, and then everybody gets a rose. It's kind of fun, and I guess I I can understand why there's a huge, uh, why it's such a huge uh, social phenomenon. But of course, there's going to be some broken hearts. Only one, only one gets to gets to right off in the sunset with the uh, with the with the gorgeous man. Oh boy, lots of broken hearts here. Oh boy, look at the tears. Yeah, and this is just the first episode. You know, people have only known Colton for one night, but as the show goes on. 
it really sets people up for heartbreak. Do you have any recommendations as a cardiologist on how these women should be protecting their hearts? You know, that is such a fascinating question. And I, I don't know if you are aware of this, but there actually is a syndrome called broken heart syndrome. The heart actually becomes dysfunctional and it's stimulated by intense emotion. You've heard the story of the mom that comes and answers the door and the, the guys from the service are there saying, well, we're here to tell you about your son was killed in Vietnam or whatever. And she collapses and dies right there. That's broken heart syndrome. Um, the, the, it was originally described by Japanese researchers and they named it Takosubo. And the word Takosubo describes an octopus trap and that's what the heart looks like when it has this malady. It looks like an octopus trap. But the American name we would call is a stress-induced cardiomyopathy. The, the chemicals released in the body as a result of emotional impact have effects on the little arteries feeding the heart and will cause a decrease in blood flow to certain zones of the heart. And that zone will not therefore function. The heart really looks like a failing heart and, and often looks like a full-blown heart attack. Even the cardiac enzymes will be elevated as it occurs in, in a heart attack. And so it's the symptoms of a heart attack without the um, closure of the... Without an actually, yeah, without an abruptly occluded artery. And so what's the explanation, like, biologically? Like, why do, why do we do that? Why does that happen? I don't know that you could say that there's an evolutionary reason why that happens, but I think that we would say that emotions, uh, our mind and body uh, interact very, are very closely entwined. They're not two separate things. When, when I first learned about broken heart syndrome, I found it so incredible to think that, that emotions would cause a physical change in a person's cardiac function. And it seemed to me, when I first thought about that, I thought to myself, how can that be? How can it be that, that, that our emotions will change our bodies physically? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought that shouldn't have surprised me at all. Because think of the other things that are very common where emotions actually physically change us. And the, one of the first things that comes to mind is blushing. When you do something that, you, that embarrasses you, your face turns red. And it turns red because all the little blood vessels close to the skin dilate. It brings, it brings the blood closer to your skin and you turn red. Well, it's a physical change that causes that, but it's all stimulated by emotion, something that, that an animal, a less complex creature, would never experience. So uh, broken heart syndrome tends to occur uh, more commonly in postmenopausal women, and it's about a 95 percent female to five percent male so much okay. more common in women is it possible that it's like more often diagnosed in women and it's like misdiagnosed in men a lot a lot there are a lot of conditions that are more commonly diagnosed in women or or are not diagnosed in women and i think in heart disease we often miss the diagnosis in women where we where we jump on it when it's a man i think that's more common this though is is the diagnosis is made once an angiogram has been performed and we see the coronary arteries are wide open, yet the heart is functioning as if they were closed. Okay. We, that's how we put that diagnosis together. After the show, Colton tweeted and said that 
there was more to him than his virginity and people should keep watching. And I know when you were watching, I heard you constantly react to the comments about virginity. It was just like getting to be too much for you, I think. So do you think that Colton's virginity in any way reflects on his cardiovascular health? You know, I don't think it is an indicator of cardiovascular difficulties or problems. I don't even think it's an indicator of of sex drive because I suspect that his energies have been put into athletics and other things that, that have just allowed him then to, to maybe keep that sex drive in check until he's now at, at this point where he's now ready to pursue and expand um, his, his experiences. Freud said sexual drive um, is this energy and it, and it stimulates behavior. And so Freud said young men need to be involved in sports, for instance. Or they ought to be out working in the field, and then that energy that gets burnt off, they're actually supplementing their, their sex drive because the energy is being expended in, some other, in other, some other endeavor. So here's a guy that was playing football and maybe supplementing his sex drive. So, so in those, all those years where, you know, those teen years, particularly for a young man where there's so much testosterone and things are changing and all kinds of stuff happening, you know, you could say, well, maybe was it, was it possible that the reason this guy just never went chasing after, I mean, part of it is his, his belief structure and, and what he wants for himself and trying to find really one right person for him. Um, and, but, you know, part of it may be that, that the drive wasn't so tremendous because he was so focused on football and was kind of sublimating, sublimating, sublimating that urge. It must be related to the heart because when you exercise, right, like it's cardio. Um, it, it, it is cardiovascular. The workout is definitely cardiovascular. The sexual activity is very cardiovascular. In fact, when a person has had a heart attack, it used to be we used to do a treadmill on people before they would leave the hospital after a heart attack. And it would be a low-level treadmill. So there's a thing called METS. That's, those are metabolic equivalents called METS. And we walk a person on a treadmill to five METs, and five METs is equal to daily activity, including sexual activity with a familiar partner. Now, sexual activity with an unfamiliar partner is seven or eight METs. It's actually higher. Isn't that interesting? So yeah. it, does, it does highlight or, or, or reinforce what you were saying about um, sexual activity and the, cardio, the cardiovascular nature of, of sexual activity. So I'm part of a bachelor fantasy league. Um, and every week I get to pick a new set of five of the contestants uh, to be on my team. Uh, um, right now I'm in second place um, ooh, based on my selections good. last week. Yeah. But I was hoping that you could help me pick my team for next week. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, I can. Um, all right. So let's all, I'll, I'll give you some that I, that I think should move forward. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember everybody who's for sure in still. Um, uh, I think this Alex. She was the one that was in the sloth, and I think he kept her. I think she got eliminated. She got eliminated. Oh, did she? Oh, okay. All right. So let me keep you. You're going to pick five, right? Yeah. So, so um, you definitely need to include Cassie. And let me tell you, I've got all kinds of insight here because I grew up in Southern California, and Huntington Beach is where I used to go. Every day of the summer, Lifeguard Station 5, we would hang out. And when I saw Cassie B on that surfboard in Huntington Beach, I thought, ooh, 
this looks good. Then I discover she's a speech pathologist, and then we find she's teaching um, Colton Sign Language, American Sign Language. Now that was quite impressive. You you should definitely include Cassie. And then who's next? It's Hannah G. I think she's really cute, and I like this. I like the interaction when she was feeling nervous, and he talks her through that that uh, that deep breathing. And she reflected on how she was feeling and saw, felt her heart rate slowing. I thought that was that was good. What do you think her heart rate was at before she did the breathing, and what do you think it was at after she did the breathing? Okay, so yeah, that's a that's a guess. But probably when people are nervous, their heart rate goes up. Might might be 110, maybe up as hot fast as 120. Usually not too much faster than that. If it, if it gets up too much faster, then it becomes a pathologically fast heart rate. And after a few deep breaths, she probably lowered it. To um, to maybe eighty eighty five. Okay, so we got Hannah, and then who's next? And, and Catherine for the wrong reason. You know, I think the, I think she'll move forward primarily because of her uh, drama. She's she's a someone that's going to create drama. Now, Who else would you pick? Yeah, another one that I think you should give some strong consideration to would be Kerpa. She, remember, she's a twenty six year old dental hygienist who is big on flossing, and I think. Uh, we do know there is, you know, a direct correlation between a dental hygiene and good heart health. So, so I think we do connect that all up. Um, she's a definite keeper. Put uh, put Kerpa on your list. All right, all right. Who else? No pressure. I'm in second place now, so it's only up yeah, to here, we, really. We, yeah. Yeah, we really want you to move forward. Got We don't we don't have enough brunettes in there. So Tracy was interesting. Remember, she came up, people up in the in that police car and identified herself as the fashion police because she is a wardrobe stylist. She um, complimented him on his outfit. So I thought, oh, she's giving him some some verbal affirmation. And um, and then she pulled off those handcuffs. And I think did she say, I guess I won't need to use these. I don't remember exactly what she said. I think there's a chance that Tracy. I mean, move forward. We made, the, we made the call and Tracy's in. Perfect. It's set. All right. Thank you so much for your help picking my, my bracket. I'm really excited to see yeah. how it goes. Well, let me know. Week. Let me know how the next round goes. I may not I may not catch it on TV. So So you so won't be watching? Or... You're, you're, you're not going to watch again? Well, let me ask you this. Is the next episode two hours or is it a one-hour commitment? It's two hours, yeah. <laughs> okay. Or we're all hoping. We're hoping it's two hours and not three hours, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, okay. All right. I guess we're just looking at, they're giving us a peek ahead about what's coming. Champagne and showers and, whoa, he just jumps the fence. Colton, you can't run away. You cannot run away from 15 women. (laughs) 